Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Alex Gehring. And I'm Bobby Howe. Bobby, how are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> what are we doing today? What are we talking I about? I don't know. What are are we, are we, what, what's going on in life? What, what's been going on lately? Anything? Anything exciting? I do have a birthday coming up. <gasps> when? So, well, now remember, we record this a little before it airs. So my birthday is on July 3rd. Oh, Yes, July third, July 3rd, the day before July fourth. So, you so get like two parties in a row. Well, I, all I've ever asked for really for my birthday is fireworks. Like I that's like all it. I've really ever wanted, and so I just blow stuff up for like two days. You've asked for to burn money for your birthday. Yep, yep. basically, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, big booms, mm-hmm. lots of fire, yeah. lots of explosions, murka, murka. That's yep. it. We uh, we're we're really of the um, firework family supportive. We support all those. Support all those. Do you blow stuff up? We blow lots of things up. You do good. Yeah, we love good. Things. I was worried you no. were going to be like we're of the we go to the old side of Oak Park Mall and watch things Ew. explode. No, no, no. We go out in the country. We go out on a couple hundred acres. Um, there's a group of people. It's my husband's friends since they were like ten years old, and they get together every year. And now it's grown to all of their parents. It's grown to now all of our children and all of that. And one of our favorite things to do during the day is we do parachute races. And and, and I was just talking to a guy at the fireworks store yesterday. He goes, what's a parachute rate? Well, it's where you go out in a (laughs) field and you shoot off a whole bunch of parachutes and everybody goes and chases them down in the field and see who gets the most. Oh, that's awesome. And we found one (laughs) last year and we went back and they had it on clearance this year because apparently not everybody else didn't think they were cool. But it's it's a cake of parachutes and there's 470 parachutes in this one firework. And so we'll set off the 470. There'll be ones that have the army guys. Those are worth a few extra points. Single-handedly There's- ruining the environment is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> some some it's poor fine. turtle is going to eat an army man. No, we clean and- them out of the field. It's fine. It's the cows. The cows will eat an army man, but it's okay. Ah. Um, but you know, there's ones that are, have like uh, a ten foot parachute to them. They're huge. They're it's almost like a real parachute. Um, so we we're the connoisseurs of the parachutes, and then we do wow. a big nice show in the evening. Um, over all the years, my husband's the one that actually starts or lights all the fireworks. Yeah. So I'm usually his vanna. I'm out okay. there getting all the fuses ready, and then I. <laughs> off and then when it's done i kick it over and we've got the bucket of water ready to go and we do all that so yeah so where do you do your fireworks uh just at my parents house so they okay. live out in the country kind of it's so no we're longer responsible really out in the we both go out in the country yes. we don't do it in our subdivisions no although i will say so uh i, I grew up on 175th street okay. and that used to be country uh-huh. I mean, they're on some acreage but like it's not really the country anymore right. but it we still but you're not in a subdivision and not, you're not in a subdivision you're not, no. no and we just don't care we blow stuff up right. anyway well yeah. growing up me and my dad we were in a subdivision and we just did it on the street we didn't care so <sighs> it's fine Wow. We didn't care. It's fine. So that's what's coming up. We got birthdays. We got 4th of July. Yeah. It's all kinds of fun stuff going on. I like it. I actually just got back from Chicago last week for like my fourth time for in a what? month. Um, so I'm the chair of the National Strategic Planning Committee, and we are creating a new mission and vision statement for the National Association this year. So it's like not really that big of a deal. Just a new mission and vision statement for 1.3 million new members. new vision. New vision. It's fine. <laughs> no worries. There's no pressure involved with that. What kind of things are you guys talking about? Can you even talk about it? So it's actually really interesting. So we were working on some concepts behind the mission and vision and what really appeals to us and does, you know, things like that. And we have a facilitator we bring in, Jim Delizia. He's absolutely amazing. And people were working on um, some mission statements, just words they would want to have included. And this, they, 
everybody worked in groups and this one group um, came up with something and it was all about the different ways that real estate interacts with different times in our lives and it was something 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 work play live and die is how they ended this now Whatever we come up with as a mission statement, in November at the national, um, the annual conference, I have to go before the entire board of directors and read this mission statement, make a motion, and get approval. So Tommy Choi, one of my friends from Chicago, he's there in the, the room, and I text him. I'm like, I am not going to say and die in front of the board of directors. <laughs> and about that time, Tommy raises his hand. And he goes, I make a motion that no matter what we have, it has to end with and die. <laughs> and so the whole rest of the two and a half days we were there, every mo- every potential mission statement ended with and die. So <laughs> I don't know where the National Association is going to go from there, but it'll be interesting to see. But it was fun because we stayed around an extra 24 hours, and the Chicago Association ran a little uh, 5k and oh. my friend heather ozur from um, palm Springs. she stuck around with me and we get there and we see the medals and she's like i'm getting one of them because they have age group medals and she's like i'm getting one of those and i was like i am totally not getting one of those i'm just here to have some fun so we run the race we get done and our friends are the sweepers meaning they're the last people sweeping people off of the course to keep them going we go back with that group we walk we finish the cross line it's like an hour and 20 minutes after it started because this group was in front of them was going mm, super slow i'm not gonna judge them it's fine um and they had snacks at mile one it's a 5k they were snacking while doing a 5k it's oh, fine boy. i was like what um, kind of snacks like healthy they had, snacks no they had like chips. Reese's. no they had like lays <laughs> and ruffles oh, they were snacking a mile in it's fine no worries it's fine <laughs> anyways so we finish and um they get heather and they get her her medal because she won second in her age group and they're like and bobby you you won too and i was like no i didn't i was just here having fun i took first in my age group wow i, I was the 31 to 40 age group i'm 40 I beat all the 30-year-olds. Way to go. I know, right? I beat the, like the next person by four and a half minutes, and the next person after that was like by seven minutes. And I was like, what? That's Every- impressive. Apparently, everyone was I'm just walking. I'm not surprised. You no, run all the time. But I'm a slow run. You don't understand. I've never finished like ahead of halfway, like the middle pack. I'm, I'm usually a back of the packer. I don't win medals. Alex gets really nice. son, gets mad at me because, Mommy, why do you bring home all these medals? You didn't win. And I was like, because they just, it was a participation trophy. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so why are we here today? What are we doing? I don't know. I think we're talking about some professional <laughs> courtesies. Is that? Oh, we're bringing in Christian oh, Barnes. Our good friend Christian Barnes. We just love her. I just like her voice. I'm I mean, really I like excited to have Christian in. And her voice. But So we're going to talk professional courtesy. So what are some stuff that you're – I had an interesting experience yesterday, so I'll, I'll share my story. But what are some stuff you're seeing as far as professional courtesies as far as – or lack thereof um, as far as the, when the market's getting busier as it is? Yeah, you know, probably the number one thing for me is that it makes it really, when the market's super busy, Mm -hmm. we get a little bit bad (laughs) about filling out feedback. Yeah. Which I know that there are people out there that just like deliberately don't fill out feedback. um, And I understand that. There are are people who teach not to give feedback. Oh my gosh. But it's we such won't get a, into that. It's such a, we're not going to get into it. I understand. But it is a very valuable tool. It is. And I think that there are a lot of people that still expect it. Mm-hmm. And it does become frustrating. And I will say personally when I'm showing that sometimes it's hard to remember to go in and leave feedback. Yep. I am just as guilty. When we get really busy, it's just difficult. Um, so I've been trying to do a lot better about that. Um, I don't know. Other things when, when you've got multiple showings, uh, in, oh, oh, people start locking 15, people out of other people. Start, oh, my gosh. You don't get to choose that. If the seller Ugh. wants people there, multiple people there at once, that's the seller's choice. Keep you your don't hands get to off lock the other dead people bolt. out. Keep your hands off the deadbolt. And then, you know, um, just in general, making sure that we use those super boxes. 
and making sure that like what? we put the key back no and not just hand it off, off. yeah gosh and you know I, again that's one of those things where it's i i it's i get it it's mm-hmm. really easy to just pass it off and it doesn't seem like you're doing anything wrong but right. what happens if you aren't actually passing it off to a realtor and you just guess and now, and you're, responsible. now you're responsible and you're the last person that opened that box and you in trouble well, and the other thing is there's 11,000 realtors in Kansas City. Now, mm-hmm. there's a chance that the other person waiting to show the property might be your friend or someone you recognize. But there's also a good chance you've never seen that person ever before. Strong And they're chance. just a random member of the public versus being a realtor. Do you want that on your conscience? I don't want that on mine. No. So I had an interesting experience just yesterday in regards to professionalism. I showed a property. And it's been under contract twice in the last two months. And both times the buyers had to sell a house and mm. the buyer for their property walked. And so the deal, the contract, you know, it fell apart on, twice on these people, this poor seller in the past month. So I've got some buyers. They're interested. This has been the, like their dream house. Uh-huh. So we look at the property and I have like eight or they have eight questions. They want me to text the listing agent, which, you know, some of us just like sit like uh, there's been a lot of um, – Roofs being replaced because of hail damage. Has an insurance company come out and just checked it to see if there's any hail damage? Very basic Mm -hmm. questions. And I text to the listing agent, and she gets back to me. Did you even look at the seller's disclosure? Most of those answers were on the seller's disclosure. And I was like, well, yes. And my people just wanted me to ask these questions. The one question. So I go and I pull up the seller's disclosure again. The one of the eight questions that was answered is what's the average utilities? Because there was an average utilities document that was inserted into there sure. the other seven questions weren't even addressed on any of this but it was just the, like do you want to sell your seller's property or not why I was are you say, getting angry with me see, my buyers they... are showing interest right just <laughs> pass the questions on to your seller i should be your best friend right now <laughs> it, that's kind of how i felt and like it there is, was a couple yeah. of back and so i kept trying to diffuse the situation being and then eventually it came around and it, we everything <sighs> was fine but it was just like, why are you? I'm trying to sell your property for you. I will you. never understand that adversarial tone that we get just by just asking questions. Because question. the truth is that, like, let's say that all of those answers were on the seller's disclosure. All of them. All of them. Yeah. And she snapped back at you and said, did you even look at the seller's disclosure? Your relationship, let's say you wanted to write an offer, your relationship with that agent is already slightly tainted. Like that's the way that you began that conversation. You are not doing your sellers any favors at all. You might be prepared to write a full ask offer. Mm -hmm. And now this agent is damaging their relationship with you. Or I may talk to my buyers like and and let them know this transaction may be a little bit more difficult than it needs to be because we're already boxing each other just for asking questions. I know. If you're so defensive about me asking questions, what are you trying to hide? Like, it just starts your wheels of turning of, like, why are you so defensive about questions? Bobby, that is such a good one. I feel like as more and more agents enter our marketplace, mm-hmm. you know, we're, what are we up to? Like, 11,000? 11,000 11,000 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11,000-ish. 11,000-ish. We have 11,000-ish agents in our marketplace. And we, I, I hear that adversarial tone yeah. far too often. Yep. It is it is a little frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably, that might be one of the biggest struggles that we yep. face coming it's, down it's, the pike. It's professionalism. Yep. It is. Pure and simple. So today we're bringing in Christian. Christian just so happens to be next year's uh, vice chair of the NAR Commitment to Excellence Program, also known as C2EX. Uh, We'll get some clarification on that in a minute. Um, But in case you didn't know, C2EX is a program designed to train realtors even further on professionalism in our industry. Um, I have the endorsement. It's an endorsement, not a uh, designation or a certification. It's an endorsement, correct? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Sure, yeah. And it's a self-paced online course. I actually 
did it on a flight to DC and then in the back of a cab I finished up my last few steps you can do it literally anywhere just a little bit each time um, and it's personalized to you based on an assessment you take you answer some questions if you don't get them all right you have to take the you have to do the course I also am C2EX endorsed and it was it, it wasn't always super easy yep it's not like no. a little quick click through thing necessarily right um, you come away feeling like you learned some things and come away with some different ideas I know I added a disclaimer to my email uh, that uh, I that they provided me with about cyber fraud yeah uh, I mean I, I added that thing right away there I was were like a this couple is really cool things that I was <laughs> yeah. like oh I've never and there were a lot no, 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 I'm not gonna say there were things I'd never thought of before there was there was a lot of stuff I'd seen before right. I needed to obviously a little refresher in because I didn't pass the initial assessment but there were a lot of things I had never seen before and for sure like, and then after you do the courses um you take the assessments then there's some tasks you have to complete like you have to go out and like basically use the NAR website and learn how to some of the benefits that are, are available to you what right it's so amazing and you know what this Alex what did you know that if you complete your endorsement by September 1st you're entered into a drawing for a hundred dollar gift card from KCRER. Boom. We're giving away five of those. Wow. Five people. Also, now this doesn't apply to you, but if you're a Missouri realtor and you complete your endorsement by December 31st, you're going to be entered into a drawing to win a $2,500 travel voucher. Um, Jeez. The idea originally was for a cruise, but if you don't want to take a cruise, you can do something else. But all Missouri realtors who complete the endorsement by December 31st are going to be entered into a $2,500 drawing. So Good between KCRER giving you some money, Missouri realtors, Kansas, you better step it up. I think Kansas is. Okay, what are you doing, Kansas? <laughs> for the first 100 people that complete the uh, C2EX endorsement, endorsement mm -hmm. yeah, uh, they're going to be entered to win a uh, their registration being paid for for our tr upcoming trip to San Francisco. Oh, in November, yeah, the annual November. convention. Yeah, our annual convention. That's awesome. All right, that's good. Well, I think you know we need to get. Well, we need probably need to do my book bit real quick. And then oh, need to get is Christian there a book in here. bit? Yeah, there's a book. But there's always a book bit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, so my book bit for we need to do the book bit song. Oh, and do 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 yep. do to Bobby's book bit. Casey. We're switching it up today. All right. So today my book, um, it's actually a newer book because the last podcast we did, we went, all, we went all the way back to 1936. So I decided to bring it more modern on this one. Um, and it's a very popular book right now. And it's called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Have you read Dare to Lead? No. It's a great, great book. Um, so it's, it's common myths about modern day workplace culture and shows that true leadership requires nothing but vulnerability, values, trust, and resilience. Um, the quote that comes from it is, the courage to be vulnerable is not about winning or losing. It's about the courage to show up when you can't predict the outcome. Hmm. And, you know, one of the, the lessons that she goes through, and there are actually three lessons that I'm going to go through, but the first lesson is really the, the biggest one to me, is that courage and vulnerability go together. And so often we think of um, vulnerability as a sign of weakness right. when vulnerability truly is a sign of strength because you have to have courage in order to be vulnerable. Um, vulnerability is a universal emotion we feel when times are risky and uncertain or we're at the mercy of other people's action. And courage is acting in spite of fear, uncertainty, and potential danger. So in order to be a true leader, you have to show courage and vulnerability to your people around you. Um, and the second lesson is, if we can narrow our core values down to two, you can navigate the toughest of times. It's like, that's what I teach um, 
so many new realtors getting into the business is not necessarily what their core values are, but what their big why is. And if you can be drawn down to one core value or one big why that drives you, mm-hmm. no matter what comes at you, you can find a way to fight through those tough times that come at you because you know that's what's truly important to you. And the last one is that there's seven behaviors that create trust, and it's an acronym for braving. It's boundary setting, being reliable, accountability, vault closing, which means keeping your circle small, having integrity. That's, for me, integrity is doing what you say you're going to do if you're integritous. Um, having non-judgment and generosity. So who's those people that can build that wall around you to create trust by following that acronym of braving? It's all in the book when you're going to read it. That's good. It. But I love it. It's a great book. So you probably... gave me you gave me kind of an aha moment. I did. What was it? You did. But I might have forgotten what it was. <laughs> but it was a good aha moment. But when you listen to this podcast again, it's going to come back <laughs> to you is. when we get at that moment. And I'm going to text you. I'm going to be like, hey, <laughs> I remember what I was thinking it's, about. It's kind of like when you're trying to think of something and then eventually you go to sleep or you get in the shower and then you think of it. And you're like, I need to write this down right now. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Okay. So. You did. I did. I did. I remembered. Let's get it out. So it. the. We're narrowing it down to two, two values, two values. Right? Uh-huh. two values. So I've never really thought about our big why mm-hmm. being part of our core values. Ooh. Like that's never really dawned on me. Like a why seems like a, a more specific statement of mm-hmm. why we're doing what we're doing, you know? Right. But I've never boiled my why down to something within my core values my core values all relate to my why right but i haven't simplified my why to one or two of my core values and we're gonna follow up next time and see if you get it down to that i'm gonna try we're gonna work on it we're not gonna try there is no try there is yoda on you there's no no try try. all right let's bring christian in here before she let's do it all right get in here christian Water bottle. Oh, where'd you, like you get the water bottle at? That is really neat. I love it. It's like my favorite thing. People ask me about it all the time. It's my metal ombre realtor water bottle. And I got it at the Realtor Merch Store here at KCRER. The Realtor Merch Store. Have you not seen the Realtor Merch Store? Well, I thought they just had signs and stuff. No, 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 no. They've got all kinds of amazing things out there. Things that like you didn't even know you needed. Like what? Like there's this um, keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh, flash drive just right there in the keychain. Oh, that sounds like a great and closing it's sh- gift. It's shaped like a house. Wow. There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors, they're very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's a pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart. Yeah, very safety. It's not Realtor Safety Month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joe statues? No. Okay. So... It's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe at dusk, and then you say I say a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, you bury St. Joseph, and you say a prayer, and then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times, I've had houses that sit on the market for forever. We bury a St. Joe, and within the next week, well, all of a sudden we have a contract out of nowhere. All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe, and my hardest listings will sell? Yes. And the Realtor Merch Store can do that for me? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our realtor members at. That's amazing. I love it. It's so, so where much can fun. we find the realtor merch store? It's located at the KCRER Leewood office. Awesome. Yeah. Well, next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done yeah. here, we're going I'm, shopping. We're going shopping. You've got to show me around mm-hmm. the merch store. 
and I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to happen. Sell it. All right. Well, we're back with Christian Barnes. Um, thank you for coming in and talking with us today. You are welcome. I'm glad to be here. Well, we love having you. You're both our friends, and we're going to yes. fight over whose friend you were friends with first, but that's not <laughs> why we brought you in here today. I've um, only known her I'm for like five years. Fight. How long have you known Christian? Like 10. Okay, there you go. I win. Bobby does win. Smarty Sorry. pants. But I see her like every day. Well, fine. I'm not friends with you anymore. Fancy <laughs> pants. It's fine. Um, it's the quality over quantity debate, right? Thank oh. you. Well, we're not going to make you choose. Uh, we brought Please you in today don't. to talk about professionalism. So first off, congratulations on being named vice chair of NAR's Commitment to Excellence Committee for next year. Yay! We're Thank so you. I'm so you. excited. I love it. So who, who is your chair? Who are you going to serve with? I'm going to serve with Eric Sane from Florida. Oh, I love Eric. You yeah, guys are awesome. a good time on that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. awesome. It's a good committee. Okay. You have been super involved at NAR. So you, you and Bobby both. So like what or what all have you done? What have I done? Oh, yeah. Now you put her on the spot. Good job. We've got... got... I know it's going to be a memory (laughs) test here. Um, You asked to be hard on your broker test. Yes. Let's (laughs) see. I have served as board of director uh, for several years. And then committee-wise served as RPAC Major Investor Council. I was chair of... uh, This is a long one. Residential Economic Issues and Trends Forum. Which is awesome. Finally, after several years, that can roll off my tongue. Um... (laughs) The first time they called me to tell me I'd been appointed, uh, it was Kevin Sears, and he couldn't even get it out of his mouth. <laughs> he was like, it's a really long one. <laughs> you got to like, share the stage with Lawrence Yu. I did. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. That that experience was incredible. The speakers that we had come in, we had Elizabeth Warren come in yeah. oh, wow. uh, when we were in D.C. the year that I was vice chair, which was awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, served uh, in that capacity, and then now on Commitment to Excellence. It's awesome. It's so. funny you talk about the long committee names. Um, when I was on YPN, when you're on YPN, they have, you know, different people that are, uh, set spots on other committees and the committee I got on in addition to YPN was the membership policy and board jurisdiction committee. Oh, that's another long one. Which was like, what is this? And it sounds membership policy and board jurisdiction. This sounds horrible. Ended up being the best committee I've ever served on other than, I mean, being on executive and strat planning now, but at the time it was amazing because, um, if. Uh, associations don't follow the core standards. You can pull their charters, and they can't be an association anymore. You're basically like and the association police. You are. And like when yeah. two boards are merging <laughs> and they can't decide on a name, you have a hearing, and you tell them what their name is or where people are trying to. It's, it's so much fun, and there's so much power. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> it's so much fun. You're just like, membership policy board jurisdiction. And then I tell my friends, and like they're all applying for it now. I'm like, it's a really fun committee. <laughs> so there's a really important question that we need to ask you before we go very far, because um, I keep hearing it multiple ways is it c2ex or is it c2x it's c2ex you are welcome it just i get like a stabby in my heart whenever it's like a c2x c2x and i'm like no it's c2ex that's like one of the shortest committee names that's awesome right right? (laughs) we finally found an acronym it down to an acronym that rolls off the tongue wow c2ex so alex and i were kind of talking about this before you got here yeah but as the market has gotten busier, we've noticed that sometimes um, professionalism can take a hit. Is it there does. anything you've been noticing in regards to uh, people misbehaving or just being what they're doing? I was telling him a story of I have a buyer for a property. Um, we showed it yesterday. I asked the listing agent like eight questions for my buyer, and she just snapped back at me. I'm like, did you even look at the seller's disclosure? One of the eight questions was answered on the seller's disclosure. It was like, why did you get snappy? Right. So are you seeing any instances where everybody treating you like royalty? No. Yes. (laughs) 
the market gets crazy and so do the agents. Like yeah. it's nuts. It's true. Um, I think everybody just gets in a, a big hurry. Yeah. I almost used a cuss word there. Sorry. That's yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> That's why we have Amber. I have to behave myself. Yeah, no. yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. We don't want to have to put uh, the little red E next no, to our. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, yeah. Everybody just gets in a huge hurry. Yeah. And the impatience, I think, on both sides mm-hmm. on, you know, both as listing agents and, and representing buyers. And then people just get in a huge hurry and make mistakes and don't pay attention to details. Yeah. They assume too many things. They don't ask questions. And then you do ask questions and you get, like you did, a snappy comeback. Um, And it's, you know, everybody's in it together. We're all trying to get Mm -hmm. to the same finish line. Let's be nice to each other. The market is crazy. It's going to be crazy for a while. Um, It's hot out. That affects people too. That makes makes me grumpy. (laughs) I know. I'm like, no way. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, it's incredible how when we get busy, that's when corners get cut and people just get in a hurry. They don't slow down. They don't pay attention to details and, we're not doing our clients any any you know favors by not doing those things. Right. So right. Um, and then you're just going into a transaction with ever, the emotions being tense and terse already. And that's it's not like, how you want to start no. one. No. No. And, and it's one of those things that I always told people that it took me running a real estate office to realize this. And to all of my agents, if you're listening, I still love you. But one of the things I realized when I ran an office is that a lot of times the emotions when they get mm-hmm. really really high in a transaction. Sometimes I think it's the two agents that are creating all the it emotion, totally and it's is. not necessarily the right. buyers and sellers. I mean, but because they'll feed off of our emotion, they'll they eventually do. get and there. We get, but we get them amped up. Yeah, if one of our call, functions yeah. is to do the adverse of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the absolute opposite, and yeah. we tend to to feed the fire. I've noticed that too as I've counseled agents. You've got to take your emotions out of it. Yeah, it's not about you. Right. It's about getting your buyers to the finish line, mm-hmm. getting your sellers to the finish line. Everybody is happy. It's creating that win-win situation for it everyone. Is. And, and it, it sounds so cliche to say that, but it's so no, true. It, and we can't stay out of our own way sometimes. No, we can't. It's the agents that create the drama. And it does you no good whatsoever to go back to your client and tell you tell your clients how rude and uh, – I almost used another cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> rude and curse the other agent was. Because what does that do? It just fires right. them up. Right. Um, yeah, that's probably one of my – first tips for agents, especially new agents, is you have to keep your emotions out of it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, you do. And it's emotional. I get it. Yeah. You know, we're showing buyers 20 houses. They're under contract really quick. They're writing multiple offers before for sure. they get one. They're frustrated. Yeah. We get frustrated. It's, it's hard to keep your emotions in check, but you've got to. Yeah. You've got to be professional. So, so. does C2EX address those kinds of issues? They do. It does, yeah. to yeah. some extent. It really is so multifaceted. It's not just... Um, they, they address the customer service, superior customer service, dealing with, you know, each other mm-hmm. as far as, you know, dealing with co-op agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole other, you know, um, plethora of offerings in terms of what that platform um, covers, in ter- like real estate law, ethics, sure. mm-hmm. um, data privacy protection, which is huge. Um, but, yeah, it does, it does address somewhat, to answer your question, it d- does address mm-hmm. the uh, – Professional standards. Professionalism. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And that's one thing, you know, commitment to excellence. It's one thing that it stands for is first-rate customer service and a commitment to being a professional. Sure. Yeah. I and mean, that's really, if you boil it down, what what yeah. is C2EX, that's what it is. You know, and, and more than just the education piece of it, it's the tax side of the piece where now oh, yeah. you have to go back out and you have to do these things. You have to come back and report that you've done those things. And it's that following through. It's not just checking another box mm-hmm. or sitting through it. You know, so many people know that. 
I'm not saying this, but I am saying this, that so many of like their continuing education classes, if oh, you yeah. take them online, click, I, click, 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 it's click, not click. a six hour class. <laughs> How many times can you class? sit through the math class and what have oh you my learned? Gosh. <laughs> oh, our, I think that's a big misstep, you know, and that's kind of why C2AX was hatched was the continuing education. It's there. It's great. Um, it serves its purpose. But mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You've got right. to go above and beyond that. And what I like about C2A, C2EX is it's not just sit down and blow through it in, in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. It is an ongoing process. And everybody has an individualized plan based on you take an assessment. Remember, it's 11 competencies. You take an assessment. And then the system is smart enough to know what you need extra help on and where your gaps are. Right. Um, what you need additional learning tasks on and, and they're done in tasks they're done through modules where you're put in situations and you've got to select the correct answers uh some of them are tough yeah there are there they was really a couple are, that i was yeah. like i got what? some wrong and i was like what <laughs> um and it's not just got, some it's not some ce classes built to get past the real estate no, commission it isn't yeah. it really is a learning tool right it truly is a learning tool and everybody has a unique experience with it what what you went through mm-hmm. going through the platform is different than what i went through um, which makes it a, a lot more unique than just sitting through a, a CE class. Or well, and one of the things that really drew me into the program was, and I don't know how, and listen, we're going to go back to, I don't know how it is in Kansas, but I know in Missouri, the classes that are approved for CE credit in Missouri are very basic, strict real estate. It's going to be real estate right. law. It's going to be forms. Even your elective agency, classes are going to yeah. be lead-based pain, agency. It's going to be all of those things. It's not... Yes, our agents need those things, but it's also not the things they need day to day in the trenches doing their job. Right. It's not the in addition to, you know, I, go, I travel to a lot of other states and I some of my keynote classes, time management, mm-hmm. lead generation, those kind of classes actually get approved for CE in other states. But in Missouri, that's not going to happen. I don't know if that's not a thing in Kansas, but I loved having some of those aspects built yes. into C2EX. Yes. And that that is true in Kansas. It's very... It's difficult. It is. Yeah. It's difficult to get classes approved, and it seems to be the same. It's easier just to keep offering the same ones over and over yeah. that, you know, are a takeoff from what you learn in real estate school. And we all know you come out of real estate school and... You're not ready to sell real you estate. You don't know <laughs> a darn thing about <laughs> selling real estate every day. <laughs> I um, Last year, I spoke at the Iowa State Convention for the Iowa Realtors. And one of my classes that was approved for all five classes were approved for CE. And I was like, whoa, wait. One of them was agent financials, teaching oh. agents how to yeah, set that a would budget. Never get approved. That would never fly around no. here. Yet I had a room of 500. We had like stadium seating. I had a room of like 500 people in there. Now, had they not offered CE, would those 500 people be in there? Who knows? Probably not. But, but they that's were coming, good but CE. That's the stuff that's right. that agents, that's what's going to keep an agent in business so that they know about agency and all the other things but it's like if we can't balance a checkbook we don't know what to do with our when we get the ten thousand dollar check and we just put it all in the bank and we don't it's going to help an agent retire that needs to retire too if we're being honest and so c2 and that's the other thing is from c2ax or the other thing the financial wellness Mm -hmm. program part of bill brown that's going to be rolling out those are those things that our agents need and that's that value we can bring to our members and show them that we're doing something from them you know and value to our consumers too absolutely i mean that's yeah we know what agency is we know how to describe it to them but yeah they don't care about that no but they do care that you you know, you know, the things behind the scenes and right. Well, because when or you know that, how to run a budget, you're going to be able to teach them how they're going to be running their financial budget. Well, and to be totally honest, when you get a listing, uh, I mean, it's kind of important that you have a little bit of money in your back pocket so that you can, you know, pay for marketing. You know, it does benefit. That's yeah. right. Or just being Come able to know on. math so you can do a seller net proceeds. Oh my god! I don't know. Basic oh things. I, if I were a seller, <laughs> if I were a seller and I had any idea how difficult 
um, some people within our industry have with, you know, putting oh, money away for retirement right. and in, mm-hmm. in general personal finances. I know that when I got into the industry, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about personal finances. because no, they don't tell you that no, they stuff. Don't. No, they don't tell you anything about it. And, you know, I feel like our clients are actually better served when we do understand money. What? Huh. Weird. Wow. You that's know, Christian, one of the things, <laughs> that's what we do here. We br- we break stories. We come up with the big ideas <laughs> I here love at it. Kansas City Real Talk. <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to mention that you act- you pointed me in the direction of the, it's like a digital leadership yes. uh, thing. What's it called again? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. Again with the well, quiz. It was, through, it was through Realtor University. It reminded me yeah, it was a, a leadership lot of assessment, CTX. I think is what it That's was. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. It was so that was so cool. And what what was it it worked a, basically the same way that C2VX did. Very similar. Um, is that part of what you guys are working on within C2VX yes. too? Okay. Yes, cool. part of what we're working towards is is more of those type module modules. Um where it's you're being asked questions and you're being put in scenarios um, and you've got to pick the the best answer. It's not always the right answer, right, um, right. but the best answer for that situation. And then based on your answers, it kind of assesses what type that pro that um, module in particular assesses what type of leader you are. Right. Um, and you, you know, it, when you finish that, it's so cool because you're like, gosh, there's so much that I don't know or that I'm that I need to learn that that I can still hone and, those skills. It's pretty cool. And you and I are kind of similar in that. What kind of bothered me about it was that it didn't tell me what the right answers were. No, like you have no idea what you're it like, actually wants it right? you to say. <laughs> well, and that's a problem. You take those and you're like, what does it want me to say versus right. what, how would I? Well, how would I actually gut? do? It? How would I actually yeah. handle that situation? Right. Um, and they know that, and that's why they built oh, yeah. it the way that they did. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and if you're interested sure. in this, if you just Google Realtor University Leadership Assessment, because as they've been talking, I just did it, and it comes right up, and it's there, yeah, it's and it cool. gives you the the user guide. There's a PDF. There's the assessment, and it's supposed to take less than 30 minutes. So it's super fun. It, uh, it was cool. Yeah. It was neat. And uh, so you will need to know your nerds number to log in, though. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you too. Everybody needs to know their nerds number. It's fine. <laughs> so. Being involved with NAR for as long as I have, and you've been, um, C2EX kind of had a storied pass. It did. Tell us where C2EX started and how it eventually got to where, because it almost died a million deaths. It almost deaths. died, <laughs> yes. And then uh, all of a sudden it got, we kind of did an about face. I think it was 2000, was it 15 or 16? I think it was 15 that it came before board of directors. Is that when Brian shot um, that video yes. in his kitchen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure that was it. What? <laughs> I was oh, like, I am so lost. There's a Brian Copeland need... video that he yeah. shot last second. Allegedly. It was really good. But yeah, it was <laughs> amazing. It was great. Um, but a lot of this came out of the conversations we've had at Nauseam about increasing the professionalism in the industry. Raise the bar. And raise the bar, yeah. Oh, God. Stay away from that Facebook group. Um, <laughs> but it... And then when um, Stefan Swanepoel released the danger report with yep. strat planning that you were involved mm-hmm. in, one of the um, you know dangers to agents is the unprofessionalism. Mm-hmm. And you know we all knew that it wasn't a big light bulb that went off, um, but this really came out of those conversations and specifically the danger report really pointing it out and it coming up to the surface. And what can we do as an association to help raise the bar and, and right. increase the professionalism? Right. And it. I think it went through, and I wasn't on the committees then and the work groups then and task forces, but there were a lot of them. And it went through, um, it morphed into quite a few different things. And this was kind of the final, yeah. here's how we're going to put this together. Um, and it, so it launched last November. 
when we were in Boston. And the goal at that point was to get by May, uh, so this past May, so in six months, mm-hmm. we wanted to get, I think it was 9,000 um, people at least started yep. in the C2X program. And I think at our committee meeting, they announced, um, I want to say we were just shy of 20,000. Whoa. Which was and incredible. I think the latest numbers I saw in one of the, because now when you do receive your endorsement, you can be part of a Facebook group. Yes. I believe we're now 26,000 have yep. started. That's crazy. That's pretty and good adoption for it's NAR. Great adoption. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. great adoption. Anything real estate related, that, yes. that's impressive. Right. <laughs> and I think we're close to 2,000 endorsed. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The latest, the June numbers. At the beginning of June, were a thousand endorsed, and I know that there have been quite a few just in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a program that you don't just whip through. No. In an hour, it's yeah. an ongoing. It'll take you a while to do it. Yeah. Um, which is good. That's how it should be. And what I like about it is, you know, in addition to the modules, then you have the tasks. But within the task, you have the required tasks and you mm-hmm. have optional tasks. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a reason to keep, okay, I went ahead and I got my endorsement and I got all that done, but now I still have a, I have optional tasks I can come back to and do at a later date. Yes. Um, and I love that, it can, you know, for those of us, we like to gamify things or we like to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that, you know, I keep coming back and I get badges when I check in yes. for a year and do all this, you know, it's, Yes. I want the badges, darn it. Yes, I want the I want the certificates. I want my smelly sticker. <laughs> I want my frame on Facebook. It's when, how long is the endorsement good for? Is it two good years. for two years? It's and two so- years. And then after two years, you'll go back in, two years from your endorsement date, you'll go back in and more modules will be unlocked and you'll do more assessments and it'll continue more. And that's part of the job that we have now as a committee is, you know, when we launched last November, it's, we talk about C2X, C2EX, you know, 1.0, and now we're working on 2.0. Right. And how can we get brokers involved? Yeah. And how can brokers plug into this and put some of their training awesome. on yeah. into yep. here? Um, we're going to try to do that as well with associations. That's going to be a little bit more challenging. Right. Because um, the number of associations that we have, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they all want yep. need different things. For sure. uh-huh. um, so that's going to be a big big undertaking to try, to try to get that to happen. But right now, brokers go in and brand um, the platform. They can do that now. They can go in and brand now, which is good. They've got an admin panel. Um, so what are some ideas of some professional courtesies that we could be focused on right now? Oh, my gosh. Be nice to each other. Like, play nice in the sandbox. What? Um, be nice? Yeah, I know. Oh, it's crazy. that novel concept. Again, groundbreaking. Well, and it goes back to the last podcast we did, um, my book bit. We do. I do a book bit, apparently. Oh, I, yeah. I talk books. I don't know why. But we did How to Win Friends and Influence <laughs> so People. so nerdy. I know. It's fine. Dude, we have a song and everything. Um, I did How to Win Friends and Influence People. And one of the ways to influence people is to be nice. Yes. It literally is that simple. Just be kind to each other. Yeah. Um, and when, I know I, I said this earlier, but... Um, don't assume. Ask yeah. questions. I think and, and pick up the phone. What? I can't I know, right? Mm-hmm. Answer the phone. <laughs> I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. But pick up the phone and call the agent. Don't assume and don't assume when you call them that it's gonna be an adversarial conversation. Right. I think we You end up hoping for it if you if you think too much well, about if that. You like start that way. Your tone yeah. of voice, if you start for that sure. way, don't assume that when you You're call to tell them, Hey, it. this came up on inspections, we're gonna have to address it. Don't assume it's gonna be an issue. Yep. Because if you start with that tone of voice, then it's going to be an issue. Yep. Um, and there's some conversations that can happen via text or email, but there's other conversations that have to happen by phone. They need to happen live. They're they're important enough that you need to respect the conversation. You need to respect both parties enough that we need to have this conversation by phone. Yes. And it's frustrating because, you know, yeah, we work with other agents that won't, that refuse to pick up their phone. Mm-hmm. Will not. And right. I, I get questions all the time. How do you make an agent pick up their phone? And 
You can't. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You got to stalk him like an ex-girlfriend. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, talking uh, to be honest, I mean, we can talk about it all day long, but there are still going to be people that don't pick up their that phone. That will not pick yeah. up their phone. I mean, it's it's really one of the difficult things about this industry and about the fact that we have as many people as we do is that we can have really great things like C2EX and we can mm-hmm. have really great training within our brokerages. We can have really, really great training, latte and learns and everything here at KCRAR. But the truth is that the audience is almost always the same. Yeah. It's the people yeah. that want to improve and want to show up and want to uh, be a good ambassador for the industry that are coming to those things. And the people that don't, they're extremely difficult to reach. Yeah, they are. And I say all the time that experience does not equate to professionalism. Right. Oh, no. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's people all the time. I hear, well, our industry is so unprofessional. It's because we have millennials. You know, I know. We got all these new people in here. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, those are the people oftentimes that are craving the learning that right. have, mm-hmm. have had some of this advanced training that actually treat their business like a business. Oh, what a novel concept. Um, so experience does not always equate to professionalism, unfortunately. No. But Because um, they've been doing it for so long that mm-hmm. you just need to do it the way they want to do it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How dare you? I yeah. know, right? Yeah. Um, what else? Any other professional courtesies we need to be focused on? Pay attention to details. Yeah. And deadlines. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh, you we get we get ourselves we yes. get ourselves into so much trouble by not paying attention to the details. Mm-hmm. And the line to clients, we'll just figure it out later. No, no we don't operate that way. No, we're not just going to figure things out later. Um I tell people all the time in, in the training stuff that I do is um and I learned this, I can't remember who the speaker was, but it was in an NAR thing. I walk by this room, there's thousands of people in this room. I think it was Brian Buffini. Um and I at that time I had no idea who he was. And the one thing that I took away from that, he was like, you have to have five minutes of courage a day. Five minutes of courage, pick up the phone, call somebody, get Mm -hmm. it out of the way. Um, I think a lot of times we want to try to minimize, you know, the the difficult conversations. If I just ignore it, it'll go away. Exactly. And it won't. The whole we'll figure it out later. No. Doesn't work. And sometimes it just grows. It does. It does. And you've got to, you've got to just confront those head on and don't be afraid to admit when you don't know something or you make a mistake. Take responsibility. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Take responsibility. If you make a mistake, you own it and you fix it. Yes. And your client and the other agent will be so much happier Mm -hmm. um, and will have so much more respect for you that the fact that you actually owned up to something and took responsibility for it and then figured out how to solve it. Yep. Right. Exactly. We make mistakes. We're all human. Yeah, exactly. You know, it it happens. Things happen. Take responsibility for it. fix it and make it right and don't throw it off on someone else. No. No. Well, um, is there anything that we haven't asked you today that you really hoped we wouldn't ask, like you were scared. Like, please don't let them ask me this today. Oh my gosh, None no. Of that. no that's, my favorite, that's, that's my favorite interview question though, if I'm interviewing someone for a job, is like, what didn't I ask you about that I should have asked you right. about? Like the, the, is there oh, anything that, that we didn't ask you about that you really wanted us to ask about? Uh, maybe, no. <laughs> So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in today with thank us, Christian. Thank you all. This is awesome. I love having a good excuse to hang out with my friends. I know. It's good. <laughs> so fun. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.